The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. We're going to talk about dodgy boxes now. Lots of people, white knuckles now, gripping the arms of the chairs that they are sitting on. Think, oh no, my my precious dodgy box. Jess Kelly, the reason we talk about this is that somebody has found themselves in court in receipt of a suspended sentence Mm. um, at the Dublin Circuit Criminal Court, an 18-month suspended sentence for having sold 81 Android TV boxes. Yeah. So for, I think most people... Most people kind of would be in the know when we talk about dodgy boxes. But for those who don't know, what are we talking about? So essentially, it's a device that can plug into the back of your TV. And very often the the appeal is that it'll give you access to all the channels. So rather than having to sign up to Sky and Virgin Media or any of those services to get premium channels and access to whether it's Sky Movies, Sky Sports, whatever it might be, you can pay a middleman essentially, mm-hmm. a flat fee uh, to buy the device and then a subscription. Usually they're between 12 and 20 quid and you'll get access to all the channels per month for okay. all the channels. It's significantly cheaper than uh, signing up to one of those big providers. However, it's illegal. What What is illegal? So what do you get when you say a device or, or, or this uh, court report describes 81 Android TV boxes? Yeah. What, what are they generally? So very often they look kind of like a USB stick. Okay. It's, it's small enough. It plugs into the HDMI port in the back of your TV. Um, the correct device or the correct name for them is that uh, they are essentially um, protection defeating devices. So something you plug in and it can get a signal mm-hmm. from a source. And just to get technical for a second here now, the way these things work, so you know the way, you know, um, companies, we do it ourselves, like off the ball. If off the ball get the Premier League rights or whatever yes. the rights are, we celebrate it because it's a great thing because we've paid money to get our paws on these rights. Yeah, We've won that, we've paid for it and all the rest. That's the same in TV as well. So the different TV companies will bid to get their their hands on different content and they, they can stream it. In other territories, so outside of the UK and Ireland, in other countries, the same content can be up for grabs. And these middlemen can rebounce the signal. So say if you're in Croatia, they can rebounce that signal to your dodgy box in Kilkenny so you can watch all the channels for free. So it's not exactly that you're stealing uh, directly from Sky or you're stealing directly from Virgin Media. It's an intercepted signal that comes to your TV and gives you access to all of the content. And and is it... Being in receipt of that signal that's illegal, the, the device itself is kind of benign. It's just what it's used for. Yeah, exactly it. It is the action. Now, the thing is, I was just reading up on this before we came on. And so with the Copyright Act of 2000, I know you love a, lo- a little bit of yeah. legislation at four o'clock in the afternoon. So it says here, a person... No, go all the way back. Let's start with the preamble. <laughs> to whom am I making... No, a person who makes, sells, rents or lends or has in his or her possession custody or control of a protection-defeating device, knowing or having reason to believe that it has been or is used to circumvent rights protection measures. So if you, if the reasonable reason why it's in your possession is to access all yeah. of the channels, that's the offence. It's the content that's the key here. Yet, yet nobody, as far as I know, has been done for being in receipt of, of, of this. They, they go for those middlemen. The exactly. People who are providing it. And that's how this individual found himself with a suspended sentence. Um, so I, I, I come back to you on the future of this, mm. Jess, in just a moment and where it's all going to go and whether people are going to have to give up their dodgy box. But Rob Hartnett is in studio as well, who's the CEO of Sport for Business. Rob, what impact has this on, on the business of sport? It's very difficult to say what impact it has on any given day. 
But if we look at the amount of money which those broadcasters pay to sporting bodies in order to have that right to broadcast their games to us as the general public, Sky Sports, the BBC and TNT Sports, which used to be BT Sport, paid £6.7 billion in order to show the Premier League, just the Premier League matches, over the course of the next four years. The Premier League itself, the revenues that it derives in, 60% of the revenues that go to Man United, Man City, Arsenal, Chelsea, everybody else, uh, comes from broadcast revenues. Mm. So you take all of the replica jerseys, all of the burgers, all of the match tickets, all of the sponsorship... And that only comes to about 60% of what the overall income is from the broadcasters. So if the broadcasters have paid that amount of money, they need to get a return on it. And if they're not getting a return and Sky were in court for this case uh, last week and they said that there are potentially hundreds of thousands within Ireland that are actually using this technology, then that's a material impact on them. Mm. It's also a material impact on the likes of the GAA. We had the GAA go announcing last week that there were 38 games that they were going to be showing their prey to this as well. And so that money is being taken away from the GAA, which is not for profit, which means that every time that you plug in your box, it's not a victimless crime. You're actually taking money away from the sporting bodies. You're taking money away from people like me and you who are actually paying for these services, because if everybody was paying for them, we'd probably be paying less. So it's theft. Pure yeah, and yeah, and it's it, but it's a it's a form of theft that is, I mean, dare I say it, almost socially acceptable now. I I I, I, I would struggle to count the amount of my friends who've got dodgy boxes. I hate to out them all now on national radio. I'm not going to mention them by name, but but uh, they are ubiquitous across the landscape. And the attitude I think of a lot of people, even listening to this, and I'm sure they're probably getting in touch now on the text line, is so what the sporting bodies that Rob mentions, they're loaded. Yeah, they're loaded because they're getting money from the broadcast revenues. And those have been going up and up and up all of the time. But I'm old enough to remember a time when drink driving was a kind of a socially acceptable crime. And trends change, fashions change. I think that point of the theft from the individual, so that like these are expensive. I mean, Sky reckoned that it was costing, uh, that that it costs around about just a little over a thousand euros a year to have their full package. So these 81 boxes or 81 devices Mm. were responsible for costing them, you know, whatever, whatever number it was in the, in the millions. Um, That's just one incident, one middleman that they've got. And, you know, an 18 month suspended sentence. I know the judge said that he was a decent fella and all of the rest of it, but an 18 month suspended sentence is probably not going to deter people. I think probably custodial sentences are the only time that people will think, geez, actually, I am breaking the law here Mm -hmm. and there are repercussions to it. I think we need to reinforce that point. If you do have a dodgy box, if you are someone who has it, yes, you can feel good about you're not paying a huge amount on a TV subscription and maybe you're not having to pay for Netflix and all the rest. But it is illegal. It's like back in the day when I was in college and you'd be downloading albums from LimeWire or Pirate Bay and whatever it is. You'd feel so good about getting to watch the next episode of Grey's Anatomy before other people because it didn't air on TV until yeah. two weeks later. But it's not right. No. And I think we need to let people know that it's not right because the amount of conversations, like I get emails all the time from people who say... Um, oh, my daughter has a dodgy box and she recommended that I get one. Can you let me know if this is a good brand? <laughs> like, do I do I have the responsibility then to interject and tell that woman that her daughter is wrong for 
recommending a dodgy box. Like, we need to have these conversations. But you see, Lara in Dublin, he says that, and I, I think Lara speaks for a lot of people, if these Premiership players are being paid millions per year, I have zero concern about using a dodgy box. Uh, somebody else points out, uh, it's like those old DVD ads uh, where they said you wouldn't steal a car. John and Nimerick says they're as ubiquitous around the country as Honda 50s uh, once were. Uh, Colin says, uh, an Android box is basically uh, just a mobile phone without a screen. It's those illegal apps that you put in the box, uh, just the same way you put apps on your phone. And this listener, I saw thousands of fire sticks a year when I worked for Argus and all were being programmed by the people who bought them for free access to TV channels. Um, Rob, uh, Jess mentioned, say, LimeWire and, and we had Pirate Bay and Napster as well uh, before them. And they changed the music industry. You know, they gave birth to, to, to Spotify. The, the music industry realised we actually can't, we can fight this, but we can't defeat it. Instead, we have to come up with a similar product. And you know what? People will be happy to go with our product that's legitimate for a small fee. And it, and it, it revolutionised music. There's no sense of this changing the TV industry. They're still in the let's just try and clamp down on this phase, are they? Yes, clamp down, but sport has been an integral part of appointment to view television, which is why it commands the rights, because everything else you just, you know, you, you pay your subscription service and then you watch it, but nobody watches everything at the same time altogether unless it's a Rugby World Cup quarterfinal or an FAI Cup final or a big event that people actually sort of want to sit down and watch. Where sport is changing, though, is that it's so much of it now is moving towards streaming. And to be fair, the GAA is actually right at the, at, on, the, on the cusp of this because they own their own rights and they broadcast those rights in partnership with RTE in this case. Mm. But they also provide the technology to the United Rugby Championship. So all of the games involving Leinster and Munster and Ulster that you might not be able to see on RTE or Virgin Media, you will be able to watch on URC TV. And that's part of the GAA Go thing. When the Premier League eventually decides that, well, actually, this amount of money is not going to be so sufficient from the broadcasters anymore, we can actually, if we control our own rights and we control our own broadcasting and we can sell a game for a euro or a pound to a watcher in Indonesia and Australia and America and we control everything, then that will change things materially. And then that's probably going to be the end of the dodgy boxes as well as the pay subscription But will it TV. not punish the average viewer in the long run? Like last night, I think it was, Netflix announced that it's doing a, a, te- a tennis exhibition match. They're going to be showcasing it on March 3rd, mm. which is a big deal. You know, they're moving more and more in that space of showcasing sporting events. And when the streamers pounce on this, it's the traditional broadcasters that will suffer in the long run. But so too will the consumer. Because if you, like how many times, Kieran, have you and I talked about how much money we spend on streaming services every single month on top of our broadband, mm. on top of our, you know, traditional TV packages and whatever it is. If the content continues to be segregated on multiple platforms that are behind paywalls, it's going to end up screwing you and I out of an awful lot more money than we're already paying out. But can I ask just about those uh, internet service providers? So, so yeah. Sky, we keep mentioning Sky. So I actually happen to be a Sky customer. So I get kind of my TV package yeah. and broadband with them. And if I went and got a dodgy box tomorrow, I would cancel my TV package, but I'd have to keep my broadband because I'd need the mm. connectivity. Can Sky not, and the other providers as well, not identify what people are using their internet for? Or is that kind of, you know, is there kind of GDPR rules, invasions of privacy around that? You know, how is it that I'm, I'm, I'm using a Sky product yeah. to cheat Sky out of money? Yeah, so this is what happened in the instance of Pirate Bay back in the day. Eventually, Aircom... Uh, handed over IP addresses or worked to identify and block content 
uh, going to those who are downloading. So there are technological solutions that can be can be implemented and it can be stopped at source. But I do think that the the bigger conversation point, like at the moment, what the Guardian are focusing on or seem to be focusing on is clamping down on those middlemen rather than going for the end user. Mm. Um, like a lot of people, and I'm sure people are texting in now saying they're not going to ditch their dodgy box today, tomorrow or the next day because they want to hang on to it for as long as possible. I don't know that the guards would be knocking on your door, but the internet service provider could shut off access like that. That could absolutely happen. Or the service could disappear entirely if the right chain of middle people get caught. All right. Um, well, listen, uh, <laughs> judging by the text line, there's lots of people using them and they're going to keep using them because I guess there's no fear of any retribution. Uh, the only fear that people have are the, those middlemen. Like I say, this individual uh, in receipt of an 18-month uh, suspended sentence and they uh, remain only suspended sentences for the moment. Nobody uh, put behind bars. Enoch Burke is behind bars. We'll talk about him a little bit later. In the meantime, uh, Jess Kelly, News Talks technology correspondent and Rob Hartnett, the CEO of Sport for Business. Thank you both very much. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.